We are the number one podcast for self-empowerment, the go-to podcast for people that are tired of living as a lesser version of themselves and who are ready to make a change in their lives and those around them. If you're tired of kneecapping your growth and settling for less than you know you deserve, this is the podcast for you. We are way too spicy, and this is the Success System Podcast. Welcome back to the Success System Podcast, brought to you by Way Too Spicy and you, our supporters. In our last episode, we talked about building your tribe and navigating the waters of finding people who genuinely want to see you win, even when your winning doesn't directly benefit them. If you haven't already heard that episode, we highly recommend that you check it out. And with that being said, let's jump into this week's topic, overcoming imposter syndrome. If you're currently on an unfamiliar journey, you can probably relate to feeling inadequate, feeling unqualified, or feeling like you're not enough. And if you relate to any of those feelings, chances are that you faced imposter syndrome face to face, and maybe you won, or maybe you didn't. But if there's one thing for certain, it's that you have the potential to face imposter syndrome face to face and win every single time. And if you're serious about winning and serious about growing, you have to be serious about overcoming imposter syndrome. And I am a firm believer that there is no better time than the present. Because I'll be honest, if there's one regret that I have when it comes to my own battles with imposter syndrome, it's that I wish I had started fighting back sooner because I was getting mollywobbed for years. But you don't have to because you get to decide and you have a choice today. You'll either continue fighting to remain someone who isn't capable of becoming who you truly want to be, or you can make today the last day that you fight to hold on to your insecurities, your fears, and your judgments. If you ask me, the choice is an easy one, but it's not my choice to make. It's yours. And with that, question for you, Sherry J. Can you tell us a little bit about how you have faced imposter syndrome face to face? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the story that definitely comes to mind, top of mind, is my nursing journey, right? Um, I remember, and I say jokingly to my friends that I remember when I first started as a new grad nurse and I had a sick patient. I walked in, I got my vital signs, the patient looked sick, and I stopped and said, oh no, I gotta go get the nurse. Aren't you the nurse? <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash, Sherry, you're the nurse. What What do we do here? Okay, I, I don't know. I'm afraid. I've never been here before. I don't feel like I have enough resources or knowledge to tackle this. What do I do? So I panicked a little bit. Mm. And I walked out and I kind of like casually told my um, preceptor. Mm. So the 
the patient's blood pressure is like 80 over 50, which is really bad for those who are in healthcare. Normal blood pressure is 120 over 80, sidebar. And she was like, what? I started panicking and ran. I was like, oh shoot, I, maybe I'm not the nurse here, <laughs> right? But like that moment always sticks with me because it just reminds me how like I was in the role as a nurse but mentally and emotionally, I was not in the role as the nurse. Mm -hmm. And so from, from that day forward, I made the decision to accept this place, this role that I've taken on, right? So it's like, okay, I have to believe that I am who I say I am. I have to act and move accordingly to that. And the rest will follow suit. And so now when I have my sick patients, I'm like, oh, don't worry, I got this. Even though I may not know what to do, I know what resources I have available to me. But it took me a little bit to actually like accept that role. Do you remember when that change happened for you? Right, because I'm sure that didn't happen. You know what, I need to adopt this personality now and accept it, right? I'm sure you were doing things along the way to embrace and remove and fight back the imposter syndrome. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's just so crazy, right? Because like when I was in nursing school, like I was like, in it, like in the books, I knew my content, I knew the materials from like like the back of my hand. But when it came to like real life application, it's like I was a deer in headlights. I was like, whoa, wait. You're book I, smart. I, 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 I don't know this answer, yeah. but I do know the answer. I was just fearful to fully walk into this new identity that I was adopting, mm -hmm. right? And so I think for me, it was probably like within like a month or two of being an orientation where I had to tell myself, like, I had to affirm myself, like, okay, Charlene, we did this. We went to nursing school. We passed our NCLEX. You're a nurse. Accept it. Whether it's fearful or not, you have to accept it. And so I did affirmations, right, where I would give myself affirmations in the morning. I have all the knowledge I need to take care of my patients. I am prepared. These patients are going to get the best version of me here and now. I move with compassion and empathy. And I just kept affirming myself. In addition to that self-affirmation, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like for you personally when you had that identity disconnect? Because you mentioned how physically you were a nurse. You had your piece of paper that said you were qualified to be there. But mentally and emotionally, you didn't feel like you were the nurse. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? How I didn't feel like being the nurse? What do you mean? As in, what was it like on the day-to-day, -day, right? Because you gave us a story that stuck with you, which I assume was probably one of the first times you really faced imposter syndrome in your nursing career, where mm -hmm. it was like, wow, I think I know what to do, but I don't want to be the one to do it, yeah. right? And then you talk about how you eventually got to a point where you're doing affirmations, and that really helped you get the certainty to step into who you knew deep down you were. But what about that gap in between? Yeah, I don't know. And that's all good. I'm sure that will come to you as you reflect on it. But, you know, just to continue the conversation on imposter syndrome, I think one of the biggest key things to remember is that I don't think it ever gets easy for anybody at the end of the day, right? We have to learn to adopt something new. So for us, for example, when we were saying that we were coaches at the beginning, you know, we said it. <laughs> doesn't mean we felt it. Didn't mean we were confident in it. Then, you know, we couldn't believe it, but 
you know, I think the biggest lesson from going through that process is really understanding, keep going, right? And just keep moving forward towards the identity that you want to adopt for yourself. And once you've chosen to adopt this, and because you remember, nobody starts as a doctor, nobody starts as a dentist, nobody starts as a coach, nobody starts at anything. They chose one day, hey, I'm gonna be this person and became that person, right? And so one of the biggest things from, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome myself is, you know, accepting the idea that this is who I am and then just acting with moxie, acting with confidence, whether I feel confident or not, but just taking on the role, kind of like how Coach Sherry J just um, did it for nursing for herself and I, even you uh coach dt how would you say was that experience for you because you know i know we had a lot of conversations about accepting the identity hey we're coaches yeah mm -hmm. like separate ourselves, we're coaches right we knew the material we we educated ourselves we went to get resources but still it was like oh my god i gotta coach someone oh my yo you know what do i teach them right and and i you know just to kind of finish my point you know i think the biggest thing is wait i know more than them of course i'm the coach right because I'm the person who spend the time putting in the work to adopt these principles, to say, hey, this is how I live my life. I'm going to show you how, how you should live your life so you can see improvements in your own life. But kind of going off of that, um, tell me about a little bit about your experience. Oh, man, it was nerve wracking. I'm not going to lie. Like I had many days where I was shook. Right. It's like you, you guys know how it goes. You, you tell someone you are something, or at least in our, our instance, I would tell people like, oh, yeah, I'm a coach. And everyone says the same thing. Oh, like like a fitness trainer no not not exactly oh like like you coach kids I'm like mm, no not not that either right but i feel like for me it was really the the identity that i really had to wrap my head around kind of how you were saying where it was like i knew the material and i wholeheartedly believed i could help people i just didn't see myself fully in that role yet until i had i don't know i'm probably like 50 plus conversations. I know something that really helped me was really just showing up every day, understanding that as a coach, you coach yourself first. Yeah. You've always been coaching yourself. Whether you call yourself a coach or not, you have been coaching yourself since the day that your consciousness awoken. I don't know what age that was for you. I actually just saw a Twitter thread the other day and it was like, it was someone tweeting like, I love watching people just collect their lives when they turn 25. Right, and this thread probably had like 50,000 responses to it. And everyone's re everyone remembers clear as day the moment where they're like, that click finally happened in their hands. Like, it makes sense. I, I understand what I've been doing wrong. And I understand that something needs to change in order for me to get my life on track. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the imposter syndrome that I was facing, I had a similar clicking moment. Right, It was really in having conversations with people and me, I would just say something very regular to myself and they would look at me in this astonishment and I'm just like, oh, I, I didn't think I did anything, right? Yeah. Like to me, this was just everyday conversation I was having, but to them, really just my ability to be insightful and deliver the material in a way that was just generally me being vulnerable about my own experiences and really wanting to help them was such a rewarding thing for them. That like as I had more and more of these conversations, I really began to wear and embody the identity of being a coach yeah and i love that because i i would say probably the same similar right you just have conversations with people and you can create a safe space you know what questions to ask you know how to direct the conversation and people can feel that energy people feel safe with you and they want to share they want to open up and you know it can get scary for for the individual right because this is like oh my god why am i sharing all this with this person like 
I barely know him, right? But at the end of the day, it just shows your level of commitment to your craft mm -hmm. and who you want to become, right? And, and going to anybody who faces imposter syndrome, honestly, just keep working on your craft, right? You got to work on it every single day. If this, the if this is the person that you decided to be, then you should be working on that skill day in, day out, right? Because I didn't decide to be a coach for one year or you know two years. I decided to be for a lifetime, right? I decided to be a teacher for a lifetime. And so I never stopped learning for myself. And I think, you know, now that, you, you know, I think the biggest thing is as you go through experience and you conquer some of these fears and you realize, oh, I can be this person, everything, every other identity that you just decide to adopt, it becomes easier because it's not about imposter syndrome. It's about, okay, what skills do I need to gather? Okay, I'm gonna go learn these skills. All right, I'm gonna get good at these skills. Okay, who do I need to be talking to? What do I need to be interacting, right? The, the conversation in your head changes. It's not about, oh, am I good enough? Mm, I, I can't see myself as this. No, it's like, all right, I, this is who I am. What do I go, where do, what do we do next? Okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And so on and so on. Yeah, I think in addition to going in there and like gathering things to help build your skill set, is you also have to speak it, right? If you want to be a coach, you got to say, I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. Say a thousand times, say it to a thousand people if you need to, to help really reaffirm that belief within yourself. But then the same thing, like me, like in the beginning of my nursing journey, I would say I was a nurse, but I didn't say it with absolute conviction and confidence behind my voice, right? But the more often I started saying it is when it really started to become true to me. And the same thing with coaching, right? Where it's like in the beginning of my coaching journey, you know, I would tell people I'm a coach and they'd be like, oh, okay, fitness, mm -hmm. like, like Coach mm -hmm. DT said, right? And I'd be like, no, not so much, you know, I coach nurses. And of course, like the first few times was a little shaky, you know, and then after I just kept really saying it and really speaking it out, right, creating my reality, I started to embody that identity. And I loved um, something that Amadeus said in the just continuing to work on your craft every single day. Because I know for myself personally, the first time I really felt imposter syndrome wasn't tied to coaching. For me, it was tied to the gym, yeah. right? It's like you you make a decision one day. It's like, I'm going to change my life and start working out. But then you get there and you have no idea what to do. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know a thought that was running through my head that whole first week was, oh my goodness, I hope I don't look stupid. People are watching me. What if I'm doing this wrong? What if, what if this weight is light for them and heavy for me, right? But like I'm just saying, it's like you keep showing up. You keep working on your crap. You watch the videos. You say, who can I talk to? You know, you look around the room to someone who's doing the thing that you want to be able to do. And you go and you seek their guidance. Yeah. You seek their advice. You seek their counsel. And in the showing up and in the practicing until it's natural, eventually one day you wake up and it's like, no, I don't just go to the gym. I'm a gym enthusiast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just like with all other identities, right? Once you really get to the other side, when you meet someone for the first time, it's going to be natural for them to assume you've always been like this. Yeah, right? even though it wasn't at all. Exactly, right? People always think that where they meet you in life is where you've always been, and that's just simply not the case. Because every identity that you hold, you had to become that identity. You had to embody that identity. You had to show up as that person day in and day out until that person became you. Yeah, and it's a process. Um, I wouldn't say I had that same experience in the gym because I, I know a lot of people when I you know, I started working out when I was a freshman in high school, didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I was like, yeah, man, time to get big. You know, that was really, that was on my mind. But, you know, I know a lot of people, other guys, when I would try to get them in the gym, they, they had the same thoughts like, yo, people are looking at me. No, they're not. They're working on themselves. Mm -hmm. they, they care more about themselves than they care about you at the end of the day. And I don't think imposter syndrome ever goes away. You kind of learn to manage it, deal with it. 
and put a new perspective on it more than anything. As you work on yourself, as you, like we were talking about, just put in the work and, you know, realizing you need to decide who you want to be and don't let anybody else decide that for you. Because I think a lot of people, before they go into something, they need someone to anoint them and, you know, approve, approve that, hey, you are now a gym enthusiast. You are now a coach, right? Yeah. You, you have this degree. Now you are this person. You don't need that. Right? I know society has kind of put these things in, but they're, they're gatekeeping. That's all it is, right? You, you control the flow of how many people can come in, so you can control the flow of the money. It's just how it works. You can do the same thing for anything, right? I'm sure before personal trainers, um, I don't remember the, looking at the ISA and NASA and just you know, go off of that, right? I'm sure there's people training before those guys became board servers. Like, wait, wait, wait. Let's, uh, let's, let's create an organization where we got to tell people, wait, wait, you need to come to us. And then we're going to work while the gym owner, right? It's just all strategies, all skills. But you got to realize you don't need any of that. You know, you being you and you putting in the work and you deciding to become whatever you were going to become, you can become it. But other than that, you know, what other things you guys would say that for imposter syndrome um, on your own journeys and other areas of your life? And, we, you know, we got a couple more minutes, but sharing some more of uh, tactics, tools, skill sets that you've used to overcome uh, the imposter syndrome. One of the most prevalent tactics that I've used, and I still use it to this day, is just counting my wins out loud. Right? I think a lot of people, they run into this, I won't call it a problem, this issue where you want to do all of these great things all at the same time. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's going to go very slowly. Yeah. Right? The more things you focus on, the less focus every individual thing gets. Mm -hmm. Right? So one of the things I really started doing was counting my wins out loud. Where it's like, oh, woke up when my alarm went off, that's a win. Oh, drunk in the morning, that's a win. Oh, I drank my water in the morning, that's a win. Went to the gym, oh, that's a big win, right? So that by the time it's 9 a.m., most people are still groggy, really just still fighting their sleep off. I've already have five, six, seven wins under my belt, and that allowed me to have more confidence. Yeah. And I feel like with that confidence, I was able to carry myself differently. Mm -hmm. And I was truly able to embody the individual that I wanted to become. And that's something that I always recommend people to do. Start counting your wins out loud. Even if you just start by counting one win a day, right? It's like, you got to understand, you win so many more times than you think. The problem is it's so much easier to focus on the losses. Yeah, perception and your attitude, how you see the world, it really colors your lens. Mm -hmm. colors the view of your lens more than anything. What about you, Coach Sherry J? Um, I would say to keep showing up for yourself, right? Like, just really keep in mind that 1% rule where the goal is to become 1% better than the person you were yesterday. And those 1% every day will will um, have like the compound effect, right? So it's like, you can't look back at yesterday and be like, okay, great, I'm gonna be this basketball player who's dunking at crazy heights, whatever the case may be. It's like, no, you have to cultivate the skills that are needed to be able to, to accomplish that goal. So it's like, work on yourself, become better 1% every day. And then you look at the end of the year and be like, whoa, I have 365% accomplished here. Yeah, yeah, and, and I would say just to kind of finish it up, it, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be fun because um, you're doing something new. Whenever you're doing something new, the body doesn't want to follow. The mind doesn't want to follow. You come up with all the excuses like, oh, man, I'll do this tomorrow. Uh, did I really sign up for this? Oh, this is not me, right? You have to combat that. And I think Sherry Jace mentioned it earlier. Affirmations are very helpful. Um, just putting in the work, regardless of how you feel more than anything, is the biggest thing. Because as you do the work, you feel more confident because you're doing the thing that you say you wanted to become. And so it becomes easier for you to accept the identity for yourself when you're actually going out and doing the thing that you set out to do. 
Anything else you guys want to add before we close this episode up? I got nothing else. Not on this end. On that note, guys, I hope you got something good out of this. Imposter syndrome, you can beat it. It's, it's not impossible, but you guys are amazing. You're great. Keep it spicy. This is the squad. And honestly, one thing to remind, I, I think we talked about it. I just wanted, it came up to me right now with you know, surrounding yourself with the type of people. You say you're a gym enthusiast and then you find other people who are gym enthusiasts, right? That I think that falls in hand in hand with the last episode of building your tribe, mm-hmm. right? You start to surround yourself with people who are in the same identity group as yours. So you can learn, adapt, grow, evolve yourself. And it, like I said, it just gets easier and easier. So don't really fight it. Um, I think a lot the biggest problem, right, is that when you set up to become this thing and shows the identity that you want, is that you don't move forward because it becomes some huge undertaking that you have to do. And so start small, like Coach Sherry J said, and just keep moving forward more than anything. Absolutely love that. And I was saying that's a great bow on this gift that we have left you all. As always, this is the Success System Podcast, and we would love to connect with you. You can connect with us on Instagram at Success System Podcast. Or you can connect with each of us individually. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at I am Coach DT. That is D as in Dave, T as in Thomas. And you can find me on Instagram at I am Sherry J S H E R R I J. And you can find me on IG Coach Amadeus. It's A M A D E U S. Amadeus, the one loved by God, etc., etc. Y'all have a great day. Peace, love, and blessings. Mic drop.